This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And this is pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, let me show you something here. I reviewed this a couple of episodes ago. I don't remember when. And I talked about it in the nugget leading up to this episode, the Dustin Gold Nugget. But let me just show you this. This is an article from December 2015 by Kathy Solomon. Your say, technocracy being woven into our society. I'm not going to go over the whole thing because I already told you. But let me just give you an idea of some of these giant psychological operations that they run. I just want to remind you of this that allows them to weave technocracy into society. It's already everywhere. It's being introduced, obviously, through entertainment, through celebrities, uh, through consumer products, through your work, all that kind of stuff, folks. It's there. But then they advance it. They take these major leaps forward where they install a mass amount of prison planet technocracy technology all at one time. So as she brilliantly writes here, it is being woven into our society under the names and programs. She's talking about technocracy, right? Technocracy is being woven into our society under the names and programs called sustainable development, smart grid, green economy, smart growth, public-private partnerships, Agenda 21, land use, global warming, climate change, cap and trade, and in education, the Common Core state standards. And we can add to that list, COVID land, the high school theater production, the Patriot Act, right? We could just keep adding Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050. They just keep adding and adding and adding. You can add central bank digital currency, universal basic income, and you can just add and add and add and add to it. And this is how they work it in. This is how technocracy came into play without a vote. You did not have to cast a ballot for someone running on the technocratic platform. Not at all. You did not have to do it, folks. They just worked it in through the system because the bureaucrats have been engineered into adopting these technocratic uh policies through the technocratic culture that they have already accepted whether they know it or not all right now up on the screen folks i have a video i'm going to play you have seen it i know you have this video is called eight predictions for the world in 2030 from the world economic forum Now, I know you know about this because there was a famous quote that came out of it that said, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, now that you're starting to understand uh, the tenets of the original technocracy movement coming out of 1919, really taking off in 1933 under Technocracy Incorporated, you understand you're not allowed to own personal property inside of that system. Everything is based on your energy certificates. You get an equal allotment to everyone else. 
And so that's how the system runs. Well, let's take a look what World Economic Forum was saying in, uh, let me double check, folks. I think this comes out of 2016. Yes, November 12th, 2016. So let's play this video. I am going to narrate it for you because it's just words on a screen. There's no voiceover. So let's play this. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone. The U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower. A handful of countries will dominate. You won't die waiting for an organ donor. We won't transplant organs, we'll print new ones instead. You'll eat much less meat. An occasional treat, not a single staple, for the good of the environment and our health. A billion people will be displaced by climate change. We'll have to do a better job at welcoming and integrating refugees. Polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. There will be a global price on carbon that will help make fossil fuels history. You could be preparing to go to Mars. Scientists will have worked out how to keep you healthy in space, the start of a journey to find alien life. Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. Checks and balances that underpin our democracies must not be forgotten. Especially the checks. Like, comment, share. WEF, the World Economic Forum. All right, folks, so there's a lot of stuff in there, right? There's a lot of stuff in there that we've covered on this show, ladies and gentlemen. And so I think that's all very familiar to you, right? Let me just pull up the article here that this goes along with, Eight Predictions for the World in 2030. And this is on weforum.org. And so this is uh, eight predictions for 2030. And we start off here. All products will have become services. Quote, I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. No, that's not Dr. Seuss. That was Danish MP Ida Auken. Shopping is a distant memory in the city of 2030, whose inhabitants have cracked clean energy and borrow what they need on demand. It sounds utopian until she mentions that every move is tracked and outside the city live swaths of discontents, the ultimate depiction of a society split in two. Yeah, well, let's get the hell out of here, folks. You ready to go? Because I'm not living in that. Number two, there is a global price on carbon, and this is what Jim, Wide Awake Jim, is specializing in right now. China took the lead in 2017 with a market for trading the right to emit a ton of CO2, setting the world on a path towards a single carbon price and a powerful incentive to ditch fossil fuels, predicts Jane Burston, head of climate and environment at the UK, UK's National Physical Laboratory. Europe, meanwhile, found itself at the center of trade in cheap, efficient solar panels as prices for renewables fell sharply well let's just look at this let's look at number one right so it says everything's going to move into this rental based economy you will own nothing right so they're going to sell it to you you will have no loans you will have no mortgages you will own nothing 
You're just going to rent everything. You have this freedom. Of course, you're going to be tracked everywhere. And then you're going to have people that live outside the rural areas that want to come and kill you. But don't worry about that, folks. You're going to rent everything. So look at how this system of social engineering works. If they create the, if they control the means of production, then they don't have to make anything that they are going to sell to you. So if it all ends up in giant government-owned or technocrat-owned or so-called private sector-owned rental warehouses, and you're not allowed to buy stuff from, say, Amazon, say they turn Amazon into a rental facility where you rent a T-shirt from them and then you return it back through their whole system they already set up with uh, UPS and Coles and all these other drop-off locations so let's say they did that well they socially engineered you into the system because if you can't buy anything if you can't buy a bicycle then you can't buy a bicycle if the manufacturers of the bicycles won't sell the bicycles then guess what you don't own a bicycle now you can say well someone on the black market will build bicycles well where are they getting the materials to build the bicycles because if these guys control the components to build the bicycle, you can't get the bicycles. And you say, well, I'm going to make my own components. Well, guess what? They're taking control of all the natural resources. Therefore, you can't make the parts. That is how they engineer you into the system without ever firing a shot. Let's look at number two. There's a global price on carbon, right? We said China took the lead. And then they're going to start charging companies a fee, as Jim uh, went over in episode 80. They're going to charge them. They've been doing it already. They charge them a fee for emitting CO2, saying they're going to force them off fossil fuels by basically fining them. Well, let's say there's a company who doesn't want to do this. Well, they'll be fined out of existence. Therefore, without firing a shot, Without these people actually voting for this, they forced them in. They socially engineered that company into the system. They're doing that through ESG scores and such. Number three, U.S. dominance is over. We have a handful of global powers. Nation states will have staged a comeback, writes Robert McGaugh, research director at the Aragape Institute. Instead of a single force, a handful of countries, the U.S., Russia, China, Germany, India, and Japan, chief among them, show semi-imperial tendencies. However, at the same time, the role of the state is threatened by trends including the rise of cities and the spreads of online identities. I don't know. It has a comma, but it should be a period. Anyway, let's look at that one there. Okay. They're trying to create this image that basically there's going to be a rise of nationalism and all these states competing. They're not competing. It's a global system, folks. It's a global system that's going to operate on one global CBDC. Wide Awake Jim will explain that to you. So they create the illusion that there's different nation states competing, as it's always been. But in reality, it's one giant global system. You already know that. But the way I look at it, and we'll get into some of this with Jim as well. I think Catherine Austin Fitz has talked about it. There's basically going to be sectors. And the sectors are like quadrants within the technate. And that will all be based on the uh, uh, energy 
uh, plants and stuff like that. Uh, so we'll get into that in detail, but that's just a facade. It says, four, farewell hospital, hello, home, spital. Technology will have further distributed, uh, disrupted disease, writes Melanie Walker, a medical doctor and World Bank advisor. The hospital, as we know it, will be on its way out. With fewer accidents, thanks to self-driving cars and great strides and preventative and personalized medicine. Scalpels and organ donors are out, tiny robotic tubes and bioprinted organs are in. Well, we know all that's happening. We covered some of this on the show. But again, if you like the hospital system or you like this Rockefeller medical system, well, you won't be able to go to a hospital if they don't exist, right? You won't be able to have a car that you drive if you can only get a self-driving car. See, this is the scientists and engineers engineering society. They build a system. And if that's the only system that exists, there's no alternative system, then you have to be part of their system system all these things that look if i didn't work if i had 10 million dollars i carried around in a bag with me and i didn't work i would not have a smartphone but if you want to work you really have to have a smartphone I, I, I don't think I can operate without it because in today's world, I have to be able to check email and get text messages and look at pain.tv slash gold. And I'm using my phone right now to actually film the video version of this podcast. And so I need access to the phone. So that's how they corral you into the system because this is the economy that we currently live in. You need it to operate. You can access your bank account, all this other stuff through your phone, folks. All right, when we get back, I'm going to go over the four additional uh 2030 predictions from the World Economic Forum that they made in 2016. And then I'm going to go back into Technocracy Incorporated. I'm going to show you how some of this stuff fits right in. I mean, all of it actually does, but I can't go through every single example on today's show. So I'm going to show you one of the big ones, which is transportation. And this way you understand that this stuff was not developed out of the World Economic Forum. It was developed almost 100 years ago, coming out of Technocracy Technocracy Incorporated. That's how long these guys have been fighting to put this system into place. But unlike some of the other podcasters and journalists out there, I'm not telling you a lie. I'm not saying this is what's coming. This is technocracy. This is what's coming. I'm telling you the truth. It's already here. And I'm not telling you so that you give up or so that you're blackpilled. I'm telling you so that we can remove this illusion that we are fighting back against something that isn't here. It's here. It's already taken over our country. It already controls everything. It already ate away at and, and hijacked the culture. So we have to now make realistic decisions in our lives about how to either live outside of it, one foot out of the matrix, one foot in the matrix, try to run from this, try to get out of the cities, try to move to rural areas. We can start to make realistic decisions instead of sitting at home, wasting time, thinking that somehow we're going to push back and we're going to fight against it. It's already here. It's not that it's coming. It's that it's already here. No one is going to stop this freight train folks. All right, I'll be right back. This is Dust to Gold with the Dust to Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dust and Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dust and Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold. 
And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, look, I'm not trying. I really am not trying to black pill you. I mean, I'm trying to black pill you in the sense that I want you to see the truth. I want you to join me in this world of truth so that we can wipe away this illusion once and for all. We could stop pretending that going out there and voting for these people is a perfect day to do this because it's the biggest illusion. I mean, this and Christmas, right? Christmas for a little kid. You want to believe there's Santa Claus. When you're seven or eight, you find out there's no Santa Claus. Once you accept the fact that Santa Claus is fake, you don't go back at 31 and start thinking that Santa Claus is coming down the chimney on Christmas Eve. And so I don't understand how some people float in and out of this. You guys get it. You understand it. And then all of a sudden, you're worried about the election. Just ignore it. Keep continuing to study this stuff and build your homestead or make moves to free up some of your capital to go buy land and get the hell out of here. I mean, at some point, folks, we got to pull that ripcord. We've got to uh, fly off in the injection seat. At some point, we're going to have to make up our mind that, yes, yes, the British are coming. Let's get the hell out of here because you can't really make a stand. You can't really make a stand where you are. You're not going to fight it or undo it. There's just to figure out and explain it. I mean, what I would say you and, and me are in the top one percentile of people that actually understand this. And how do you fight it? How do you fight back? I mean, you can get rid of these things in your personal life, smart devices and such, in order to not be tracked and traced and not be part of it. But at the end of the day, we're just floating on our own island inside of a sea of people that live in the matrix. It's like you're in the matrix walking around knowing it's a matrix, but everyone around you is actually an NPC living inside the matrix, even people that believe they're not NPCs. Like they're walking around with a MAGA hat on thinking that they're not NPCs, but when you try to explain this to them, they tell you you're crazy. What do you listen to Alex Jones? I've never heard Alex Jones go into depth about this stuff, but they don't know that. They don't know that because they are living in the matrix. All right, number five. Again, these are eight predictions for 2030 written in 2016 by the World Economic Forum. Number five, we are eating much less meat. Rather than like our grandparents, we will treat meat as a treat rather than a staple, writes Tim Benton, professor of population ecology at the University of Leeds uh, United Kingdom. It won't be big agriculture or little artisan producers that win but rather a combination of the two, with convenience food redesigned to be healthier and less harmful to the environment. So you know why this is happening, right? You already know why this is going on, because we read to you from technocracy about what they thought of you as a human engine and how you take in food and you take in oxygen, but you only put out 10% of what you take in uh, as far as work goes back into the system. So you're taking more than you're giving. That's why you're a useless eater, a consumer of natural resources. So they're going to engineer the food for you and you're no longer going to be allowed to eat meat. Now you can say, well, I refuse to do that. Well, when you go to the grocery store, which will be gone soon, part of the technocracy and the social engineering is that the grocery stores will be gone and you'll only be able to order food off of like an Instacart type app or eventually put on your VR headset and walk around in a digital metaverse grocery store and pick items off the shelf. Well, meat will not be one of them. So unless you have good relationships with local farmers, 
the last of them that are out there, like I do, like Wide Awake Jim does. I think Maria Albanese has been getting into that as well. Mike Moore has been doing that. And you have access to these small farmers. But once they close them down, regulate them out of existence, and part of how they're going to do that, Jim covered in episode 80, is they're doing a carbon tax, a CO2 tax, on these small farms. So it'll get to the point where these guys cannot pay those fees, and then they're going to end up selling their land to like King Ranch or one of these big guys, and boom, that's it, gone, done. They close it up, cows are dead, they're out of there, only the rich people can eat them, and you're stuck eating Impossible Burger. You could say, I don't want to do that. Well, you're being engineered into the system without one vote being cast or without one bullet being fired. That's it. They just make the system. And if you bitch about it, who cares? Because the next generation grows up inside it. They grow up in the culture, the culture of the technate. It's a culture. It's a matrix. They wrap the matrix video game around you. All right, number six, today's Syrian refugees, 2030 CEOs, highly educated Syrian refugees will have come of age by 2030, making the case for the economic integration of those who have been forced to flee conflict. The world needs to be better prepared for populations on the move, writes Lorna Solis, founder and CEO of the NGO and Blue Rose Compass, as climate change will have displaced one billion people. All right, well, first off, let me explain this to you. I'll get into this with Wide Awake Jim in the next episode, but when it says climate change will have displaced people, what I think is going to happen is they're rigging up scenarios to drive people out of areas because those are the areas where they're actually stealing the natural resources, which is something that the Bank for International Settlements is heading up. So they'll drive people out of areas, blame it on climate change, and then go in and raid the resources. They've been doing that all over the world uh, since the beginning of mankind. Uh, They've been doing it in Africa for the last 30 years. So that's probably what's going to occur. The other part is they're talking about driving refugees out of countries into other countries, which is demographic warfare. That's what's happened to the United States. It's happening to Poland now with their Ukrainian refugees. And that's how they dilute those cultures. So although they're making a claim earlier that there's going to be these rise of the nation states, the nation states aren't I uh, identified around a shared culture anymore because they dilute that through demographic warfare. That's why I said those countries, those nation states are just going to be quadrants within the technocratic system, within the technate. That's all they'll actually be. I told you based on uh, energy manufacturing plants, power plants, that's how that's going to work. All right, it says, number seven, the values that build the West will have been tested to the breaking point. We forgot the checks and balances that bolster our democracies at our peril, writes Kenneth Roth, executive director of Human Rights Watch. All right, this was written in 2016. What happened under COVID land, the high school theater production? Were the values that built the West, uh, were they not tested to the breaking point? When we were shutting people's stores down, forcing people to get vaccines, forcing people to wear masks and suffocate, forcing people to be part of a high school production live action role play project. Yeah, so the values that the West were built on were definitely tested to the breaking point. They broke them. They broke the values. They broke everything, right? So they predicted that 100% true, folks. Again, that's social engineering because if they engineered the fake crisis across the West, then the West had no option 
but to play inside the live action role play. And so they began to socially engineer people. They now have half of the population of the West ready to jump back into a high school theater production of Pandemic Land anytime they want to do that. They can pull it off. All right, says number eight, by the 2030s, we'll be ready to move humans towards the red planet. What's more, once we get there, we'll probably discover evidence of alien life, writes Ellen Stoffen, chief scientist at NASA. Big science will help us to answer big questions about life on Earth, as well as opening up practical applications for space technology. If you seriously believe that these people, the technocrats, are going to put you on a rocket and ship you off to colonize Mars, where you're going to hang out with aliens at a bar taking shots of whiskey friends you are sadly mistaken now only one of two things is going on here either the elites are going to mars and then they're going to nuke us or the entire project is completely and totally fake and it's just a giant distraction while these guys go underground and then they nuke us who the hell knows but something crazy is going to happen ladies and gentlemen so these are the eight predictions that the world economic forum the technate made in 2016 about 2030 and you can see all of this stuff that they predicted is coming true far before 2030 folks i think you can see that right so as i said the stuff that they're proposing here is the same proposals that came out of the technocracy it's all the same thing scientists and engineers socially engineering the world into their total control system very easy how they do this folks all right i'm going to pull up Another video, and I'm going to have to narrate this one as well. This is a World Economic Forum video called, Can You Rent Everything You Need in Life? And this is very important. You have to understand this, the whole idea of the circular economy. All right, let's go. Can you rent everything you need in life? Recent years have seen massive growth in the rental economy. The first tool library opened in the 1970s in California. With more now popping up in cities around the world. These work much like a normal library. But you're borrowing much more than just books. At the Toronto Tool Library, you can borrow anything from a wrench to a lawnmower. or use a 3D printer or laser cutter, saving you money and preventing waste in the process. Projects like London's Library of Things are changing the way we consume. The upshot is that you get the things you need and want with less debt and less waste. Is 50 years Maybe we won't own anything, sorry, in 50 years. 
like, comment, share. WEF, the World Economic Nazi Headquarters. All right, folks, you see that? So they're floating the idea now in 50 years, maybe we won't own everything. Everything will be a rental-based economy. Now, when we come back, I'm going to show you how this ties in to the technocratic policies coming out of Technocracy Inc. going back to the 1930s. This stuff was already written about. It was already decided almost 100 years ago. Exactly 100 years ago, if you go back to the original uh, founding of this technocratic idea in 1919, so a little over 100 years ago, 103 years ago, this stuff was already decided. The World Economic Forum is just the marketing arm right now, and as I've said, they act as a chamber of commerce between the so-called public and private sectors, and they're pulling them together, folks. It's one entity. The public and private sectors make up the technate. That's how all this stuff is getting done without one ballot being cast because it's being implemented through the private sector. That's why your vote does not matter. It is an illusion, an illusion of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, I will show you what the technocracy said about this, this rental economy going back to 19. 19- 33. I'll be right back, folks. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 